0: much. Don't you just love the music of this season? And the words that we hear in God's Holy Word, like this in Matthew's Gospel, verse 20. Behold, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. You know, I'll never forget a similar angelic kind of announcement. Behold, Tim, we're expecting. And I'm like, shazam. We had literally just tossed the last baby bottle. The maternity dresses were all packed up and on a truck headed to a crisis pregnancy center just donated our crib and I was just really warming up the idea of never changing a dirty diaper again. You can just imagine what it must have been like in that first century for this young couple and perhaps just perhaps in the scheme of things in the omniscience of God that this is perhaps the only time where God have kind of done such a, such a thing to maximize the most people coming to faith in Christ, to, to introduce His son in this first century to this humble couple. Think of this. Behold. Now, as you know, nobody expected Jesus to come. No nursery was painted. There was no warm snuggie, no diaper genie. I mean, there was no plans, folks. This was totally unexpected. It was unplanned. And it messed up everybody's plans. It certainly messed up King Herod's plans. He was wanting to be the king. And now there's this announcement, this Messiah is coming. It messed up the shepherds' plans. All they were looking for was a nice, comfortable night in the shepherd's field. I've been there. Nice place. Messed up the religious leaders and their plans as they were expecting a political leader. And all of a sudden, here comes Jesus saying, well, turn the other cheek, go the second mile, love your enemies. And it's like, hold on just a moment. That's not what we envision. Innkeeper, their plans were messed up. There was no space for anybody else. But you know, mostly it messed up this young couple and their plans, Mary and Joseph. They had their future ahead of them, just barely teenagers. And all they wanted to do was just settle down, have a family, work like everybody else. And all of a sudden, in this engagement period, they hear, Behold! And everything comes to a halt. It was a game changer. And, of course, to Mary, the angel said three things. First of all, you're going to get pregnant before your wedding day. And secondly, Joseph won't be the father. It's going to be a miracle like this never happened. And third, the baby is going to be God, by the way. Can you imagine that kind of news being delivered to someone? It truly messed up their plans, and it simply wasn't on their itinerary. It wasn't part of what they were wanting at all. I just wonder, has God ever messed up your plans? I could give you a laundry list of Pastor Tim's plans. Let me tell you, things that I had envisioned for my life. You know, one time I wanted to be a rock star, long hair and all. And then I thought about being a physician. I mean, I had a lot of plans in life. And God said, behold. I've got something different for you. We've all had our plans messed up. Especially over the last few months, these last couple of years have been something out of a horror movie. Anniversary trips have been postponed, vacations canceled, weddings delayed, retirements put on ice. Most of us have had our plans messed up. I read about a woman some time ago who took her young son there at the Christmas season to the local mall but I put her child on Santa Claus's lap. Turned out Santa Claus was her ex-husband. <laughs> and he had been paying child support. And I don't think he was planning that. And three hours later she was back there with a court injunction and I'm telling you, he wasn't singing and saying ho, ho, ho anymore. A lot of things we plan just don't happen. And I'm not saying that everything happens is God's plan. Because let me just tell you, God is not the author of evil. If someone gets murdered, that's not God's plan. When someone gets cancer, is abused, that's not the plan of God. The Bible says that God is not the author of evil. And that's why we just prayed, as we often do every week, and I hope you pray daily, that God's will Be done, Because frankly, God's will is not always done. People want to go their own way and do their own thing. They've got their own plans in life, and a lot of times it doesn't involve what God wants them to do. And a lot of the messes that we get into is because people just make dumb decisions, let's face it. We do a lot of crazy things just because we want it our way. We want to live life the way we want to live it. Stupidity messes up our plans, if you'd be honest, most of the time. But sometimes, God's providence changes the circumstances, and that's exactly what happened there in that first century, that first Christmas. And so what do you do when God says, Behold? What do you do when all of a sudden you realize this is not the path you should be on and god says i want you doing something else when the situation is beyond your grasp and everything seems to be out of control and you realize god is speaking to you and wanting you to do something there's a call upon your life what do you do i want to share three things i do i hope you'll find it important for you to do too Because the first thing I find when things began to go in a different way for me is I realize God's just getting my attention. Because ultimately, God wants your devotion. God wants your focus. In Mary and Joseph's case, the plan was so incredible, it was so unimaginable, it was so unbelievable, that God had to use supernatural means to gain their attention. Can you imagine if this was to happen in our day? That's why I believe in the omniscience of God. It must have been the time and the foresight, the foreknowledge of God, that that was the moment where his son needed to be born. They wouldn't have believed it any other way. He sent an angel who said, this is what's going to happen. It took that to perhaps gain their attention Jesus is coming to earth in human form, and we're going to split the centuries, A.D. and B.C. And I want to remind you today that you do not need an angel to hear God. Because we know since, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to be our comforter, the paraclete to come alongside us, to guide us. And we have the Holy Spirit now. And God speaks to us all the time. When the devil speaks to you and gives you an impression, that's temptation. But when God speaks to you and gives you an idea, to gives you a, a suggestion to start leading you, that's inspiration. And God inspires us a lot of times. But we are too busy, especially in our day. Anybody notice around Thanksgiving, perhaps like it was in my family, at one point you look up and everybody's buried in their phones or their tablets. Everybody's focused on other things. We can't wait to listen to the next podcast, to find the next lightning deal, or uh, to turn what's coming out in Kindle, or whatever it might be. We're too focused, even listening to our own self, let alone to stop and listen to what God wants in our life. The problem today is we are suffering from spiritual ADD, attention deficit disorder. God speaks to us, C.S. Lewis said, in our pleasure, but he shouts to us in our pain. And I love what Psalm 81 says. It says, God says, I wish my people would listen to me. Don't you ever want your kids? I wish my kids would just listen to me. God says that to us all the time. I wish you would just listen to what I have to say. Why do you suppose that God wants your attention? Why is it that God wants your complete devotion, wants your focus? Because frankly, it will spare you a whole lot of trouble in this life. We get ourselves into trouble a lot because we simply don't follow God's will for our lives. Love that Old Testament, the book of Proverbs. It's filled with such wisdom such incredible wonderful sayings that just speak to the soul have a way of just penetrating the heart proverbs 16 says there is a path before each person that seems right but it ends in death i could tell a lot of stories today where there was a path before someone and it appeared to be a a logical choice i mean humanly speaking it just was a clear path but you find out you follow that path and it ends in a cul-de-sac or a disaster. Have you ever made a decision that you thought this is a guaranteed surefire success and once it unfolds before your eyes, it's an unmitigated failure? I mean, how many of you thought your favorite football team was gonna win (laughs) this weekend? And you're like, this is a surefire success. We got this in the bag. I know we've got great players. And all of a sudden, it just fizzles right before your eyes. We've all had plans that just didn't go the way we intended because you don't know the future and neither do I. And so you don't know how things are going to turn out. And that's why God says, you need to listen to me because I can see the future. I know what's coming around the corner. And I need you to rely upon me. He can see the problems, the detours, know the obstacles, see all of the roadblocks coming up. If we would just listen to him, we would avoid a whole lot of pain in our life. In their Bible, we know that God tells us, here's the plan that we need to follow. Here's the treatment plan. The great physician wants to give you, you do these things your life is going to excel. You're going to find contentment. You're going to know peace. There may be some challenges. There's going to be a little pain here and there. But ultimately, this is the plan that you need to follow. If you do these things, you'll be successful. You'll have great contentment. You'll know true peace and find great meaning in life. But if you do these other things, if you follow these other things in your own human desires, in the own kind of behaviors that you want to do in life, you're going to have worry. You're gonna have stress. You're gonna know guilt. You're gonna know a lot of pain in life. You're gonna have anger and hardship and difficulty. It's kind of like a mother who tells their child, please don't touch the hot stove. Honey, don't touch the hot stove. They're not trying to be tyrannical. They're not trying to be that mean mom, but they're trying to love and protect their child. And God says, I want you to give me your attention. I need your devotion. And I'll lead you in the path of straight and there because I can see what's coming ahead and I can guide your life and I can help you to have peace and know joy, deep meaning in life. There's a way that seemeth right unto mankind, but the end thereof is death. Sometimes we have our plans messed up right before our eyes. But, you know, why does that happen? Not only is it to get our devotion, but I want to say to you, it's also to tell us there's a different plan. You know, God has a different plan for each of us. The Bible makes that very clear that every person on the planet has a purpose. You are so unique and loved in the eyes of God. You have no idea. You have been blessed with incredible skill, awesome abilities very special in God's eyes. He has a plan for you being here on earth and your job and your goal ought to be to discover whatever that plan is and to fulfill that purpose in your life. Another great text is Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, I know what I'm planning for you, says the Lord. I have good plans for you, not plans to hurt you, but I will give you hope and a good future. Think about that. I will give you hope and underline, emphasize, italicize a good future, the plans of God. God says, my plans for your life are good. And a lot of people think, if I really gave my life to God, that's it. I'm gonna live a SpongeBob kind of life. I'm gonna not have any more partying, any more celebrations, there'll be no fun in life. I won't be able to do anything that will bring me any kind of peace. It'll be total boredom and yet God says, "No, wait a minute. You don't understand what I'm saying. I've designed you for a purpose, a unique person with incredible abilities. And God's plans for your life are always bigger than our plans." Mary and Joseph, all their plans were were to get married, to have a family, to settle down, to be a carpenter, whatever those things were. But God said, no, wait a minute. I want to bless the whole world through you. God's plans are always bigger. And frankly, I find that's why so many people want to cut God out of their life. Because they don't want the bigger plan. They want the path of least resentment, of, of resistance. They just want to be able to chill out on the couch, play around with their iPad. Whatever folks like to do, they want to take the easy route out. But I'm telling you today, God says, behold, I've got big plans for your life, if you'll just embrace them. God says, I want you to do three things. First of all, he says, I want you to get to know me and not just about me. And a second thing that God says to us is, I want you to fulfill the the purpose that I have for your life. And the third thing that God says to all of us is, I want to build your character. Because after all, that's the only thing you can take with you when you leave this world. Who you really are, your character. And God wants to do that. Those three things, get to know God, fulfill the purpose that God has for you, and to build your character, build you into a great human being that truly loves other people and loves God I wonder if you've really thought about this, if you've really considered it. Can you imagine getting before God one day and just kind of standing there and realizing, "Oops, I made a mistake. I I really didn't get ready for this moment. And it really is going to happen. And you're standing before God. And I just wonder, are you prepared for that? You know, this last year, we lost a lot of people. And here in just a few weeks, they're going to kind of like in the last week of the year, they always go back over all the events that happened and all the people we lost and all the things that took place. And this past year, we lost people like George Sigel, Prince Philip, Larry King, Tommy Lasorda, a whole lot of wonderful people out there. And, you know, some people, they die young, other people die old, but it's inevitable. Everybody's going to die. And I know that's a horrible and startling thought. But it's crazy to go through life and not ponder some of these deep questions that are before us. And not to kind of think about, for just a moment, about what life is really about. And you know, at Christmas time here in this Advent season, God says, behold, I'm sending you Jesus so you can prepare and get ready. And a third thing is to realize not only is God getting our attention and Not only is God wanting us to be fully devoted to Him and realize there's a different plan for our life, but God simply wants us to depend upon Him. Can you imagine the faith that it must have took for Joseph to respond when hearing this statement, behold, it's okay, Joseph, this is true. I mean, if your fiancé had come to you one day and said, Behold, honey, I'm pregnant, and by the way, it's God's fault. I mean, who believes that? And it's clear out of this text, if you study it, that Joseph is like, no way. He wasn't embracing it and having anything to do with it either. And in fact, it tells us that he was going to put her away privately. Understand, this is a first century kind of world primitive a scarlet letter kind of environment when you do anything like that the stones are going to come out and this speaks about something in this guy's character also with why god must have picked this guy joseph he shows incredible humility here and he thinks to himself i really love this girl and he says i'm not going to let the townspeople heckle her and stone her and I'm just gonna do things privately and I'm gonna cut off this thing underneath the table, I'm just gonna say this thing is over. But then he hears those words, behold, Joseph, I've got a plan for you. The Bible says that Joseph didn't embrace this thing, but he heard those words. Can you imagine also the faith that Mary must have had when she realized of all women in the world, she was the chosen one to be the bearer, the instrument of God's grace to bring in Jesus into this world. You know, we rely upon a lot of things today and yet we just kind of go through the motions and it just doesn't seem to matter. I mean, even just like your debit cards, every week they're announcing, well, somebody else has been hacked, some server out there, somebody got their hands on your private information. But it doesn't seem to bother us. We just whip out the debit card on Black Friday or we hop on the computer and we just share all of our information away. Everybody's kind of built in and depending upon the firewalls out there and their pin numbers and passwords and all those other things, whatever they are. But yet the Bible's telling us something here that's even more foolproof than anything that we even know about. Because the Bible says there's only one way to please God and that's to fully trust in him. Hebrews 11 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without trust in God, it is impossible. God wants you to learn to trust him. And every time God messes up your plans, it's in essence a test. Are you going to really trust God? Are you going to trust God or are you going to keep trusting in your own abilities when you don't know what's going to happen? You don't know when the next pandemic's gonna take place. You don't know what kind of health problems come in your way or what kind of thing is going to happen. I mean, the stock market lost 900, 1,000 points, and who knows what might happen Monday. But are you gonna trust God and really depend upon God? This Christmas, you may be feeling a little bit challenged this year. Maybe you've lost some friends to COVID. Maybe that spouse is not with you this year or family member. Maybe you've just lost a lot in the stock market. Maybe you're feeling really lonely. But you know what? You can make the rest of your life the best of your life. And that's my challenge to you here today. You can know two things here in this new Advent calendar, this new Christian year, even on into 2022, that God has a personal plan for your life you may have missed it the first 20 30 40 50 years but i guarantee you if you embrace the plan that god has for you your life will be incredibly transformed and the second thing i would say to you is that you need to know today that god is never going to leave you nor forsake you regardless of what happens you can trust in god he ask you to rely upon him to depend in your faith to draw upon him with that kind of trust. And I hope you will do that today. Shall we pray? Mighty God, for these moments of worship here in this Advent season that we began, we just are so thankful. And Lord, we know there are so many challenges and concerns in our world these days. So much strife and disappointment, hardship, Job loss, oh, the list is so long. Health issues. And Lord, at the end of the day, we know you're really all we've got. After all, what's the alternative? Lord, help us fully to trust in you. Help us to depend upon you each and every day. Help us to devote ourselves to you and to maintain our eyes, our attention upon you. And to fully embrace the purpose and plan that you have for our lives. Hear our prayer we pray this day in the name of Jesus. Amen.